G'day, everyone, and welcome to Inside Fantasy Sports, Inside NBA Show. This is the pickup. Mally, you are looking fine. Talk about pickups. Do you like to be the league leader in pickups and waiver ads during the course of your weeks? If you can't win anything else, mate, you might as well win that. I don't know if there's a if there was a category. I'm going to actually play a bit of 10-cut next year, and I'm going to put in waiver pickups. Or maybe we'll play 11-cut and go trades made because there's two categories I'm going to absolutely hammer. God forbid you were ever in an unlimited ads league with no money. Like if you had a un, like unlimited budget, unlimited ads, you'd just be adding a guy, dropping a guy, adding a guy, drop a guy. Yeah. In the middle of your lunch yeah, break. I, look at, I, I looked at my team the other day and I saw that I only had one guy that I drafted on my squad. But uh, so that's a little embarrassing. Um, who was yeah, that guy? Who was the one guy you've still got in one in one in that squad? I'll let you guess. He's a he's a he's a top uh, he's a top prospect in the fantasy realm at the moment. He's uh, a very uh, very unique in his role. His last name barely fits on a jersey. Last name barely SGA, fits on a jersey. SGA. Alexander. Yep, he's made it oh. through. Oh, look! If there's anyone he's to the keep, MVP. it's that one. He is the MVP, and I'm I'm punting on I'm punting on him for the year. We're going to talk about other MVPs. Well, maybe not the MVPs, but most valuable players to trade for. We're going to have, make some moves before trade deadlines in our leagues. If you're looking to make some moves, we are going to talk about where you want to look with the season about to reach its summit. We are heading in towards week 18 after this one. We're going to tell you who you should look at right after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Mate, I haven't spoken to you since, I mean, we've spoken since All-Star Weekend, but we haven't done a pod since All-Star Weekend. There was an interesting stat that I saw, I shared with Maddie last night, and I know you love a nice little stat muse or a stat. How's this one? 154 combined points back in 1953 for the All-Star Game. No three-point line then. But yesterday they took 168 combined three-point attempts. What a that was a travesty of a game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a bit shocking. And I mean, I only ever worry about um, the the All Star Weekend to see if it has any sort of implications on uh, on fantasy. And often, obviously, unless there's an injury or someone tries to dunk over a man sitting down and uh, completely flops, then I really don't really care for it. But Today, it plays in very nicely to my time to buy. So I did pay some attention to that. Well, let's talk about the guys uh, that you want to buy because you think it is time to buy one participant. Let's play the – I should play the game. It's like, Brian, you know the answer for this one. You know where you try and make me guess a guy and you say, oh, he plays basketball. I'm like, oh, yeah, you mean that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. this guy Andrew was Gaze. the punky <laughs> – oh, Andrew Gaze, that's the bloke. This guy was the punky Brewster of the slam dunk contest. Let's have a look at who you're thinking of after this. Buy more. Sound fair enough? Yes, indeed. It is this bloke, Jalen Brown. You want to get on the Brown train? Yeah, and I mean, he really did himself no favors in the uh, in. Well, I mean, in the All Star game, he actually, to be fair, he played quite well. But he's he's on the social medias at the moment, um, and he's getting absolutely the social medias. For his- yeah, for his for his egregious dunk uh, of a man barely five foot sitting down in a chair, jumping over him when 
people are jumping a standing shack. Um, it's yeah, absolutely lit up my Instagram and my uh, my ex feeds. Um, and and strangely enough, it, it feeds in beautifully to my um to my buy now on Jalen Brown. So <clears throat> talk about he's on people's minds at the moment, and there's a sour taste in people's mouths. I know that the All Star Game and the dunk competition has absolutely no waiting on the fantasy um, realm. But nope. if you've got someone sitting on the fence and they see that, I think they might start leaning. And he's obviously hit a flat spot. Um, yep. He's scoring 22 points, five rebounds. He's got a steal. He gets half a block. He's still some decent value. He's free th- uh, his free throws are always pretty mid, especially for a, um, for a guard. Um, with Pazingas, Horford, Derek, and Drew all sitting games, most nights, he's still the second option. On a fully healthy team, I think he slips down to the third option behind Chris Tapps. Um, But Boston have a fantasy-friendly playoff run, whether you're in the early rounds of the playoffs or the late-round playoffs. They actually gear up quite well. So if there is a time to pick up this man, he's got his dual eligibility, which always um, is great when you need to make sure every one of your men is playing in the in the fantasy finals. You don't want to ever have uh, guys sitting on the bench when you've got spots open um, in your team, in your lineup. I just think with, as I said, the sour taste that is in people's mouth at the moment, he's hit his flat spot. Three games ago, I think he he was he went absolutely fire. Um, I'll have to have a little look at the back at his games. He might have his record there. But I do. He's his season stats are certainly more impressive than his um than his months month's worth of stats and his week his week before yeah. all star um break stats were pretty um were pretty flat. So And he's been I outside the top getting... two hundred. He's been outside the top yep. two hundred and fifty the last two weeks as well. So this is where it really is like a guy who is what not a two hundredth best player. Like you're right. Like this is where if you look for the last couple of weeks as a sample size, you might be you know, starting to freak out a little bit with the playoffs on the horizon. Yeah, and I mean, you've got to, like, we talk about every week the fact that you're going to have to paint a bit of a narrative. You'd obviously want to be, have lots of um, conversation in the chat about how trash he is. We know that he's been punished with his um, with his left hand, uh, you know, dribbling. His dunk competition obviously um, left a lot to be uh, to be desired. But I think if you if you push away all the dust that kind of lays on top of the man. He's still a pretty fire fantasy bloke. He he fits quite nicely on a big man build, mm. but fills your guard forward eligibility. Um, I just think now would be a good time to pick him up. They're starting to ramp up again. They're coming into the playoffs. I'd say they're probably going to sit guys le- less, um, and he's going to get a good run um, coming down the stretch into uh, what they hope to be. A um a big strong finals uh, appearance for for Boston, but yeah, I just think that the, the stars are aligned with this man a little bit. His flatness, his uh his you know poor showing in the dunk competition just lets that door leaves that door open a little crack for you to make a move, and he'd be a guy I'd be looking to pick up. But this is the thing as well. I'm not going to go out there and put a bit of a uh, a hate game on for Jalen Brown ponying up to the dunk contest because. We've been talking about there's no superstars in the contest. There's no superstars in the contest. And this is exactly why. They go out there, they try and jump over a bloke whether he's in a chair or not or whatever the case may be. 
And then if they don't perform well or they don't do something like Matt McClung, who's jumping over Shaquille O'Neal without any hand, like with any support, then we just give them shit and then they don't want to do it. And then they don't, hey, I don't want that. I've got a multi-million dollar contract. Well, he got paid on the off season. So I, I think I think the, I think the bloke's doing okay for himself, Jalen Brown. But again, outside the top 250 the last couple of weeks, and you you bang on the head, he's been shooting 545 from the free throw line for the last two weeks as well. So if you're an owner of him and you don't want that, you're not punting free throw percentage, you might be like, oh, shit, I've got to get rid of this bloke. So that's the kind of, like, look at the builds of your opponent who owns him right now. Are they looking for a high? You can offer him, hey, mate, come on, look, he's four shots a game from the free throw line. He's lucky to hit bloody two. Like, you'll be able to get a good return on him. And you're right, he he is a little bit fluctuating. But another guy who's just known fluctuating and and vacillating between hot, 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 and what the fuck is this guy doing in basketball is another Jalen and another color. Did you just do did this? Did you do this on purpose? Is this a Jalen and, yeah. and like, is there going to um, be like um, Jalen uh, next week? Yeah, I'm looking for another way to spell Jalen, and I think that'll be easy to find. There's probably a lot of vowels in Jalen that you can um, sub out. There's probably eyes and nose that can be slipped in, and there's there's whites, there's blacks, there's all other sorts of colors in the NBA. So. If, yeah, I'm sure I'll find another opportunity, but I know this one is a bit of a uh, a bit of a sore point for you because I know that you reached the point in the uh, in the fantasy uh, realm this time last year, and you were faced uh-huh. with the decision whether to pick up Jalen Green or not. And I know that you I, even regret for making that choice. I, I do, and he almost. I wanted him to get the season. I actually won a championship the year before picking him up. Um, I, I wrote him on that. You know when he had that post-All-Star break where he just went bonkers? Mm. And he was like the yeah. hottest and everyone was like, oh, this guy's fantastic. This guy's fantastic. Well, I picked him up before then. He was on the waiver wire because he was playing like trash. I actually drafted him as a, as a late round flyer. And then he was on my team, off my team, on my team, off my team for the season, as well as many other blokes. And last year I thought, like everybody else, Here's a guy who's going to be amazing. Here's a guy who's really going to just come out and, and, and just be amazing. And he wasn't. He ended up finishing the year outside the two, top 200 for a starter. I mean, sure, the 22 points a game were great last year. Uh, almost four rebounds. Same amount of rebounds and assists for the guy. It looks good. But his field goal percentage being 416 will kill you. He's not an elite free throw shooter either, and he loves to get no. to the line. So this is – and this is where when you've said this to me, I've got my case against but then I just look at him right now and why you think it's by now because I'd almost be selling now on him because Fred Van Vliet's about to come back in the lineup and and he's been on more of a tear. In fact, in the last two weeks, though, he's still been outside the top 300. So tell me, sell me, sell, sell, sell. Well, I'm going to start off with the fact that I was just thinking before, ironically, you were talking about three years ago, he had that, um, he had that real um, improvement down the stretch. And I was yeah. thinking, who was that player last year? And it was another bloody Jalen. It was Jalen Williams who did yeah. the same thing, where he yep. came out and uh, just kind of rocked the uh, rocked the old fantasy Casbar and um, the rookie, and, and the rookie who comes good after the All Star break is the one you always yeah, want to keep your eye on. Get yourself 100%. a Jalen. So look, my first line here is Emma uh, Doka has absolutely cracked the shits with him. Um, in the last game, he was limited to twenty three minutes. Um, yep. And I think this is a good jumping off point to start your negotiations on uh, on getting him onto your squad. 
he's definitely improved this year. I think over last, um, I don't think the improvement is stark, but I think at the end of last year, he wasn't worth much at all. I remember where people were picking him up um, in the drafts this year. And I think even he was making it to waiver wise in some leagues with the, um, you know, the uncertainty in Houston um, at that time of the year. And now obviously we know who's who in the zoo there, but just three games ago, he did put up a triple double. Like this isn't a guy who, you know, a good game is, is that far in the past. Um, I don't think Houston are ready to call it quits on their second overall draft pick. They obviously need him to perform if they want a chance to get back in the all-star pitcher. Um, I think you've got to take stock of the fact that, as you said before, and a little bit the same with Jalen Brown, um, the, the free throws are going to be an issue and he is a hot and cold kind of guy. And that can be a dangerous thing taking someone like that into the finals. Um, but I think a lot of, I've heard a lot of chat about the fact that people think that, um, I mean, Thompson might get to stay on and possibly play the two alongside Fred Van Vliet when Fred comes back, hopefully as soon as the, um, the all-star breaks over. I don't buy it. I think that they, it's, it's too late to make a big move like that. I also don't think he'd be a very good in, in, in the, anywhere besides, you know, the one guard on a team. I don't think they want to play him at the two. I just think the Houston timetable in the fantasy playoffs is pretty generous. Um, they don't have bad weeks. I think that Jalen is a guy that you can pick up for near nothing at the moment. And... I'm not thinking, like, I don't want people to get it twisted. I don't think he's a guy that, um, you know, he's going to be a massive game changer. But I also think that he's going to be a guy that people are almost considering as a drop. And I'd like to take that chance on him and, and take yep. him to the playoffs myself. But, yes, it's, uh, it is risky. But I think I it's, feel like it's, low, it's high risk and uh, – sorry, low risk and high reward. Like, you're not going to have to give up a lot for him. And if you have to drop him, you drop him, you know. And if you're a punt field goal percentage, like he can put a whole po- bunch of points and threes and the man's never met a shot he doesn't like. So you know that he's always going to be active. He's going to be seeking out offense in bunches. And look, I do think he has improved this year. I still think he's very much a, he's young. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely a work in progress. And I mean, yeah, just cracked the shits with him. And I, But I do think though that he is a guy who can be mental by the likes of M.A. Odoka. Under in the Houston system, and you're right, Armin Thompson is there just breathing down his neck, which also just surprises me. By the way, if they wanted Armin so bad, but yet they gave the bag to Fred Van Vliet, I would have loved to have seen these guys almost tank for a year again yeah. and run out Armin Thompson, Jalen. Like you would have just had like electric offense coming in left, right, and center. But a lot of it runs in through one of my guys who has been, I think, ice cold. And let me hit that one. Because his teammate, like, like vicariously, when, when Fred Van Fleet is out, the whole team needs to do more. Like, he he is their point guard. But as I said, a lot of it ran through Alper and Shengun. And I do think right now is a massive buy low on Alpie. This guy was... Oh, a jersey. I love the HD engine. I, I, I couldn't find the nice one that That's I liked. Lame. I was doing this one with Jalen Green, but I couldn't get him looking at the camera. But this one... If you yeah, like that distance, one. like, mm. yeah, you want, you want to buy low on me? Sure. Let me just pose for the camera. Because here I am. Here I am. My guy has been 
outside the top 150 in the last two weeks of fantasy, which seems kind of ludicrous to say that Alperin Schengen has been outside the top 150. Like he's at one point been inside the top 30 this season, top 25. He was absolutely rolling. He is blocks for the last week. I like that. He's been at 1.3 for a guy who on the year has been under one. So I like that. His field goal percentage has been plus 500 all season long. His free throws, again, not a good free throw shooter. And I'm a guy who likes my bigs to be able to knock down a decent clip, especially with their free throw attempts again. And Alper and Shangun is almost at six free throw attempts a game, 5.4 for the season, 5.7 in the last two weeks. So he's getting there at least five times to the line. But when you're shooting 700 for the year, that's a really big swing because it's been going down. And if you look at it like this one, the past two months was 730, but it's hit a cliff the last month, 660, then 600 in the last two weeks. And in the last week before the break, he was at 530. Like that's just a decline in your free throw attempts, but he's still getting to the line the same amount of times. In his NBA career, he's only been a 7 11 and 7 15 shooter. So he's not going to, he's not getting any better at that, but he can bunk you down there a little bit. I was very curious to see in the last two weeks without Freddie there that his assists went down. So he was actually on the year averaging over five assists in the last month, 5.6. He's gone down the last, in the last week and last two points of 4.7 and 4.3 assists which I found curious because I thought a lot of the offense would be like, you know what, our point guard's gone. He already ran a lot of ball. He's a very good distributor, like hats off to baby Jokic for Alpi. But this is what I like about the guy. His rebounds have been down about to five the last week as well. He's been averaging nine on the season. So this is where there's been a decline lately. And, and so this is where we look for this opportunity to be like, mate, Alpi not looking good. He's hit the skids, the shine is out, and you can just slide on in to a manager who might be freaking out about that and buy low on Alper and Shengu Mali. Yeah, I, I was thinking about the fact that his, his assists, assists have gone down. I think it's because, you know, um, Freddie does a good job of finding him in the low post, and then he kind of yep. does his distributing from there. So without yep. someone being able to feed him, for him to be able to feed somebody else and pick up assists, that's my where he might have kind of fallen off, and I'm just thinking about um, about um, Alperen as well. He was one of the steals of the draft. I feel like for me this year, it was yeah. a big gamble when we think back not so long ago to the start of the fantasy season, and um, and we didn't know what his role was going to be. He got absolutely shafted the year before, and with Yudoka yeah. coming in, we weren't quite sure how he was going to get played. I ended up um, picking him up late. I ended up getting Sabonis, and then I got the both of them when Sabonis wasn't doing Ooh. as well as he is now and traded them for, um, I traded them both for Embiid, which now hasn't turned out to be a fantastic trade. All things are, you know, playing out as they did. And Hindsight's yeah. hindsight's twenty yeah. yeah. Yeah, but just the value that he was at that stage for me to be able to make moves like that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think there's more for him. I think there's more for him at the end of this season. I don't know what's going to happen there next year. I, I fear that's the, the Jalen Green situation. We're not worried about next season yet, but yep. I wouldn't be picking him up in any sort of, um, you know, redraft league or any um, any kind of keeper league. Um, I don't I don't like his future outside of the end of this season, to be fair, but um, Alperin, I do. Yeah, Alperin, Alperin Schengen, I like a lot. And this is the thing with Jalen Green, just to, just to see Jalen Green, not make progress it just seems weird 
because he has mm-hmm. the tools. Like he's explosive as anything. Like he's six four. He he plays bigger than his body on the court, which reminds me of a lot like a more ex- like a more dynamic Russell Westbrook for this era. Like a young Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook, very explosive, very tight. Just doesn't like to play make. He loves to rebound. I just I just don't know what it is about him. But Shengun I know has all the tools and gets better and better. And I just looked it up in one of my friends and family leagues. He went sixty fifth in a draft because people were high on him because centers went off the board, you know, pretty early. And then there was this next phase of centers. Like we know that we're in drafts. Like there's these tiers. And after the 50s, you just need to start looking around who's there because you start to bunker down by your drowns and that's a 12 team league, but he's 55th on the season. So he's returned around a value from there, but it's just the buy low window right now on him. Conversely though, I do have a bit of a guy who is absolutely hot. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. And I did want to talk about the tale of two centers. And this one is a popular name. And his name is back in the good graces after he hit the rookie wall. So that was the, there was a buy low. And so this is where you can sell high because this is the fantasy pendulum. And this is what we used to as managers. If we get tied to one thing too much, like we get tied to one player when their position is, and we just automatically always see them as this. Like I look, man, I just see him as a top 30 guy. But you're not yep. willing to waver or quite like waver like five positions to a 25th or a 35th player to look at a return. Then you can just you pretty much can be dead to right sometimes. But there's players you love, and when he was a buy low, you best believe in the leagues that I own, Chet. I was getting offers for him because this is the kind of asset that Chet Holgren is. Because there will be games that are down because he's young. It's his first full year in the NBA. And the man is a top 20 fucking player. And so this is where I'm everyone, I'm I'm just telling a lot of people my strategy. In fact, I'm gonna join a public league where nobody knows that I am next year. Because if I get a three pick next year, I'm taking Wemby. And best believe if Chet Holgren is around on the turn at 22 or 21, 23, 24. You best believe I'm partnering those two bad boys up and then just hitting an elite point scorer back on the next run around the rim just to offset those two guys. Because in the last two weeks, Chet has been the sixth best player in fantasy. And he doesn't do it on 20-point-plus games, which is nuts. Because a lot of our – if you look at the top-ranked players, they're all these guys who get 20 points plus whatever. Well, he's doing it on – the shooting has come back. He's on 16.7 points seven rebounds a game, two assists, 1.5 steals, and three blocks. That's 4.5 stocks a game in the last two weeks. 550 from the floor, 800 from the line. In the last week, he's been 540 and 900 from the line. He has been a top 20 player all season. Over the last couple of months, he had some regression. He's come back in. But when he is looking like in the last two weeks, the sixth best player and playing this well, it's, it's where you can confidently say it's sell high because you could get another top 20 player back and and one. Who is your worst player? Could you get a top 20 player and a top 40 player back for him? It may be. How good you're negotiating? And I know that you love a two-for-one special, Mally. I know that you were a two-for-one special. And could you say, what else can you do? Exactly right. So this is a two for one special. Like if you if you've got who's your worst bloke, dump them off. Who's your waiver guy? Who's your one of your two waiver guys? This is where you can sell high on Chet Holgren, especially if you're the owner out there 
who loves the bloke because you're an OKC fan. Stuff, stuff off with your homers for once. Look at your season. It's coming down, it's coming down to brass knobs and tax, as they say. But the big thing is this. If you have him and you are a manager who is punting blocks, lean into it, baby. Lean into it. Get someone back who fits your build and one for him. Yeah, he boys them, but you're going to probably lose them anyway if he's your only block specialist. So capitalize. And so Chet Holgren for me, mate, hands down, is my is my sell high target. Yeah, and I mean, just just the fact that he's been able to do this with someone who's being considered potentially an MVP of the season, mm. and you know, an absolute rocket of a sophomore in um in Jalen Williams, I think that's pretty impressive that he's come out here and had the season he's had. And yeah. unfortunately, he's debuted a season too late. Um, if he would have gone last year, he probably oh. would have got that rookie of the year hands 100%. down. Uh, but yes, unfortunately, I mean, it's good to see him out here. He's probably not going to win it. I think Wemby's going to going to in take my, the in title. My perfect yes. world, in my perfect world, they tie. In my yeah. perfect world, there is a tie to honour both of these guys as Rookie of the Year. Yep. He's going to win plenty of accolades anyway. So this will uh, might be the one get that gets away, but he's not going to miss many of them. Mate, he's both of him and like him and Wemby. Mate, we talked about stacks at the beginning of the year, and I said one of the ones that. I was absolutely fascinated by was the OKC stack. Again, best believe if I could pick up Shea and Chet and Jalen Williams next year, I think Giddy has fallen off the radars a lot this year. So I think he's going to drop in value. He's really copped it this year a lot. So I think there might be some back-end value and just with a bit of like, you know, looking down the pipeline, just people like just sliding on Josh Giddy. And being able to pick him up late drafts next year could be really for your assist. And obviously, he's not the team leader in rebounds anymore. But just his playmaking in, with those guys is elite. But mate, you've got a couple of other guys. I think it's time to do our. We're talking about guys to like to sell high on. Well, who do you think it is time to look for? Sell, 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 sell. Can I take you to the nation's capital? Yeah, let's head to the to the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about Washington. Is is it, now? I'm confused. Is it Washington? Washington DC always throw me out. I need DC. to learn my American geography a little better. So this is Washington DC. Is this, yeah, and state of Washington DC slapped all of their DC is the jersey. State? Washington is the state. Is yeah. it Washington? Oh God, I'm not American. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be uh, we're going to be upsetting somebody, some listener, somebody. I'm where, sorry who, to uh, all of our listeners, viewers in Washington and the Washington DC area, especially you, Joe. And and to be fair, everything I know about um, American um, geography, I've learnt from watching and, and and discussing the NBA. So you know, I, it's yeah. not going to be all all flash, but I owe a lot of my uh, geographical knowledge of the uh, I of the, the United States to it. I sprinkled a bit of that with National Treasure, thanks to Nick Cage. I've managed to know where yep. Philadelphia is in relation to how quick you can get there to find out the, the Liberty Bell. That's we, uh, Yeah, you find knowledge in the uh, most unlikely places. And speaking of an unlikely uh, unlikely hero, it's uh, Denny Advier at the moment in, in Washington, um, as we saw on our little icon before. I think I can summarise him and it's just not going to keep happening. Like, <laughs> they've, uh, the, even if they sit coups down the stretch or maybe a tires or a pool he just isn't this guy 
Like it's been a really Sorry. wonderful last four games, uh, but it's hasn't it been his time to yeah. shine? It's been his time to shine, hasn't it? And if you own him, like you've enjoyed that, and there might be a couple more good games to come, and you might lose a little bit of value in the very short term. I'm thinking a week, and then I don't think he's he's going to be on anyone's lips anymore. And you probably picked him up as a waiver pickup, and he's turned into one of those guys that's pushed himself up a notch on your. Uh, on your team and you've managed to just go, well, he's not my in and out guy anymore. He's going to be a bit of a regular fixture. He's 43.15 rebound game. Definitely would be what's <sighs> higher than a high watermark, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. The ocean? That's, that's him. Yeah. Maybe the mist that rises off the ocean. Uh, that's he probably was, was, kind was, of the level he's in. He's in, he's in the bloody stratosphere, mate. Um, he, that was comes, a waiver line of the day. If you, if you, bought him in like one of those points leagues and you know you're doing it for the like the most of the day and you can only spend 20 bucks who's gonna get the most points yeah and if and denny advier is like in that one or two dollar bracket bloke jesus mother mary joseph you yeah. a lot that day yeah you got you, you got change back from your two bucks but um i think when you're starting to sell him one of the things that i'll be trying to advertise is that he uh he comes with an 11 game uh final schedule if you start on the 4th of march um, which I do in one of my leagues. So I've got one more round uh, around to go before the playoff begins. The 11-game schedule is pretty tasty. Um, he might still have value then. I don't want to rely on that. I don't know what Washington are going to do and who they're going to sit. But I think even best-case uh, best scenario, they sit Coos, they sit either Tyus or they sit Poole. He's just still not going to do what he's going to do. Um, his shooting's been like absolutely through the roof at the moment. Um, he can't get a lot of rebounds. 15 is obviously uh, pretty crazy, and he'd be happy that Gafford isn't there. Um, you know, working the working the rebounds, even though um, even though you know he's still probably going to get hustled uh, on the on the defensive end for for rebounds. Um, you know, as as it kind of stands at the moment. But I think that if you want to get prospective buyers for Denny. I'll be talking about the fact that he's been handed the keys to the Washington Castle and I'll be getting him off my hands ASAP. I, I just think that you've enjoyed a week that was or, or nearly two weeks of really great value. Yep. Remember as well, I, I think it was four games ago, he played two 20-minute games as well. Like It's not like he's been climbing, yep. climbing. He's, he's been – they just have been dicking him around all season. Like He gets these weeks where he plays 30-minute-plus games and then – without any real uh, reasoning with people in or out or otherwise, he just goes back and sits, you know, plays 20-minute games yeah. for a couple. And then, yeah, I mean, we talked about, and I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself because I guess it's the exact same situation with Jalen Green. But you don't want to take someone into the finals who is going to play you like this. Like you don't want it to come down to the last day of one of your finals and go, Oh my God! Is it a Danny twenty-minute day or is it a Danny, you know, thirty-seven-minute day? It will be a Danny twenty-minute day. Mm. What do you think about him? Am I on the money here? I think you're paying on the money. I think if you're a Denny Anvia owner, you are just living the life fantastic. And I think we're going to see some more Balakulabale, and then put some more like like some more stock and trade basically into who's in their team and the line. Like it's been a fun ride, just hitching like all their carts to it i can't i just don't think i don't think the realm exists where denny advier is a top i have to look up what he's been the last couple of weeks but i think he's almost been inside the top 30 top 40 i just yeah, not in this timeline 
Not in this timeline. Maybe an alternate timeline. Maybe he's like a secret yeah. cameo in the new Deadpool film where he's just messed around with the timeline too much. And Denny Advier is the new Luca. He's the international superstar yeah. that we all love. I don't know what kind of tampering is going if, on. If Danny's not going to bed each night before he's got his little um his little spinning top out, I reckon he spins that every night before he goes to bed like Inception just to see just to see if this is reality or if it's um a fantasy for him. Or if it's just going to continue bring- to go, if it's going to go, if yeah. it's going to go, and when he's, it's going to fall. No, he's bringing a he's- whole new meaning to fantasy basketball. Mate... <laughs> He really is. It's it's he is not long for this these lofty heights of fantasy. But mate, no. let's be honest. Someone who was longed for uh, the lofty heights of fantasy was one of his other teammates. Funnily enough, in Washington this year, we absolutely Daniel Gafford was a darling in Washington this year. He was the only big man, only reliable option there. Like then he's shipped off. He's about to share it with Derek Lively, who, again, everyone in fantasy land was enamored by this guy. He comes in. He plays hard. He fits the system. He's an above-the-rim threat. But Denny Advier, I said this the other day, is he now – not Denny Advier, Daniel Gafford. Is Daniel Gafford now the best per 36 player in the NBA? Because this man, you also think it is time to sell now because he has been a freaking machine. Yeah, he's definitely um, grabbed the bull by the horns, and he's he's loving playing alongside. Or well, the Maverick um, by the mane, and or he's Irving. grabbed the Maverick by the mane. Yeah, yeah, grabbed it. Yeah, grabbed it by the whatever parts horses have. I don't know. I'm not a big horse man, but um, like, it's a mane. It's a mane. It's a mane. It's a mane, Mally. It's a mane. Yeah, yeah, it is a mane. There you go. He's the main man. It, look, there's also <laughs> another two. There's also another two centers on this team. They really have a four center rotation at the moment. Um, so it's an absolute log jam. And I mean, four and a half, if you want to call PJ, uh, Washington, uh, junior, a center, which he has been known to play in the past. I just think that he's been playing these games of about 20 minutes, but somehow, and probably through the grace of, uh, the, our Lord and savior, Luka Doncic, He's absolutely gone bananas. He's being fed everything. He's been getting rebounds. He's lost four minutes since he's been playing over in Dallas to what he was averaging um, over in Washington. Um, but he's gone up in points, just a couple, and he's up five boards on his average um, from his time in Washington as well. I just think it's not going to stick. He's in with two big-time rebounding. I mean, even even the, the rebounds itself aren't going to stick. He's in with Luca, and he's in with um, Kyrie, who don't mind pulling down boards themselves and um, and starting fast breaks. I just think the numbers look very delicious since he's moved to Dallas, but the minutes that he's getting, something's got to give. He's not going to be able to keep putting up these numbers in the mid-20s. I don't feel like they're going to up his playing time. If anything, I think it's going to settle or maybe even decline. And unless he's a superhuman, he's not going to be able to do what he's been able to do in his um in his four games that he's played so far um, over in Dallas. I just think with the points and the rebounds and uh, the couple of blocks that he's been getting, I think this should be a pretty easy sell. Um, but obviously people aren't fools and they can see what his minutes are doing and understand that, yes, there's plenty of centers for them to play um over in in dallas so 
I'd still be trying to sell him because uh, I just don't think things get better. And you can already, I guess you'd say, you could give the illusion to like to like people who are looking for him as well. Like, mate, come on. We all said this when he was going to start. We said he was going to get a decline. We said he was going to lose minutes. He said he was going to lose his numbers. His job wasn't safe. But look at him. He's been doing this already. On the other way. And, and it's gone the other way. Like, you could actually sell that. And the point is this. The evidence is there to support the argument as well. It's not like, oh, yeah, bullshit, mate. Come on. What are you talking about? We'll just go dot, dot, dot. Look at the box score. And that's what makes yeah. it really, really sexy. When you can look at the box store, box box store or box store. Look, it's when you look in the box score, there's a lot in store there for you to look and be absolutely happy with because Gafford has been absolutely rolling. And this is in the past, like, what, two weeks since the trade deadline has been pretty yep. much he's rolled around. Like, the guy has been a monster, an absolute monster for Dallas. And, yeah, we can say that that was with Derek Lively out. But he has still been a top 30 player. It's nuts. It's nuts. He's starting this, off the bench. It's crazy. Yeah. It was only a season ago where this guy could, he'd only play 20 minutes and not by, um, you know, coaching decisions. It was because he couldn't stay on because he foul at everybody. Yeah. And like, I mean, credit where credit's due, he's been out of role, like, um, you know, become a little bit more um, restrained in the way that he, he defends the rim. Um, and he still gets his blocks and he still gets his bounds. Um, and he is a fairly impressive uh, uh, defensive defensive piece on a team. I love him there. I think from a from just an NBA standpoint and watchability standpoint, Dallas have made some absolute killings um, this season. Dallas has gotten a lot better. Dallas has gotten a, Sorry, yeah, they've gotten a lot better. Deadline. Mm-hmm. Well, even in the offseason, like the, the, the plan to tank to get very lively in the fold in the first place ended up being an absolutely... Oh, it ended up being a masterstroke. And we all hate the whole like, oh, yeah, they're not going to play our, you know, celebrities out there. So our big name franchise stars. And, oh, sorry, guys, we're not going to play Luca. We're not going to play Kyrie. Okay, well, congratulations. You got Derek Lively a second back in that, in that deal. For, for losing some games down the stretch when you weren't really wanting to push in and you'd probably get wiped out in the playoffs anyway, yeah, pretty bloody good strategy, if you ask me, Mally. And it's worked out for them. And then their main moves this season, they've consolidated their contracts. They've got rid of guys like Reggie Bullock and guys who are wasting wasting away on their bench. And now they are looking absolutely awesome, just like you are. Yeah, I deep. think we're done here. Yeah. Okay. Deep. I think, mate, I'm good with that too, mate. Thank you so much. And don't forget, everybody, like and subscribe. Get on down below. All of the things for Insight Fantasy Sports right here, getting all your content for the NBA. Take care, guys. We'll catch you soon.